Hello and welcome to the Walk and Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we're going to talk about just a really lighthearted conversation <laughs> about guilt and shame. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. The Walk and Love podcast is a weekly conversation between Brooke and I. About emotions, rhythms, marriage, parenting, and faith. It's a place where we laugh and sometimes cry as we try to find language to live a more joy-filled life. Mm. That's what we want to do here, people. So get on board. Get on board <laughs> and leave a review. Mm. Oh, okay. Say, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm on board. Boards, boards, boards. Today, the sponsor of our podcast is our next collection coming out mm. March night. So what I've realized is that some of you are not weekly listeners. Right. Most of you are weekly listeners, but some of you are behind. Right. So it's like this. So we'll talk about you in the shame chapter. Yeah. So you'll be shamed healthily <laughs> today, but I don't want you to miss the collection. Right. So we want everybody that listens to the podcast to buy at least one t-shirt. Mm-hmm. That just is incredible. Yeah. And it comes out March 9th, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, mostly reprints, actually. But like kind it's of kind of like reworked reprints. A little a bit of reworked reprints. And it's like some of them are so old to that us, yeah. they they will feel new to to some of you. Yeah. Um, like, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old. Nine. Maybe possibly. Ten years. That's a real possibility. Eleven years? I could see that happening. <laughs> it's one of the best <laughs> it's, scenes. Honestly, ever. I think about it more times in my life than I than probably most people. Mm. Um, My scene in life that I think about more oh, times. Yeah. More times than you'd be like, I wonder what movie scenes Brooke thinks about This frequently. is a good question. What movie scene just like lives rent-free in your head? Yeah. And kind of like on repeat. Like I have funny scenes and things yeah. that like live rent-free, but I don't think about them frequently okay. unless they're brought up. The one that <laughs> I think about, I'm not kidding, the most in my life. Probably at least... Six times a week? No, maybe not. Twice a week. Okay. It 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 used to be more when we had when we shot weddings. Okay. Um, is the scene from The Dark Knight? Okay. Yeah. When the Joker, who is a total maniac, he's on the top of a building, uh-huh. right? It's like yep. a, a real open building. It's yep. dark, and is he looking out over the water? I think he's at looking two, at Batman, at the two ships? who's who's trapped upside or is the guy, down. Is he hanging? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember the exact context, but he's up there. Someone's upside down, I think. We got to rewatch that movie. So good. Great movie. Um, A great movie. Yeah, that that was like the understatement of the year. Great movie. A fantastic film. Yeah. Kind of dark, hence the dark night. Yeah. Darker because of Heath Ledger's death, for sure. Double dark. Double dark. Anyway, the line that plays in my head many times a week is when he whispers real creepily, and here we go. And it's because I, you know, and that's what he's doing. He's like setting up the chaos and then he, (laughs) he, he's, he's like ready for it. And that's kind of what he's doing. He's like orchestrating and here we go. And it's like, everything's going to start dying and blowing up and like all this stuff. And that is how I feel (laughs) right as I'm leading up to, I'm about to start something and there's no turning back. And so that's why I used to feel it when we would shoot weddings. Do you feel that about the podcast? Uh, no, actually I don't, I don't, which must mean it feels or holds a different weight or something to me. But right before I would knock on the bride's door at the hotel, most likely. Yeah. Like, okay, we're showing up. We're about to be on the clock for for the next 10 hours. 10 hours. Yeah. I would have this moment of hesitation of knocking and then I'm like, and here. And that one is so, because like, go that one. Oh, you're so beautiful. I've never seen anything like it. Welcome. That one is different <laughs> because everyone there is experiencing it for the first time. Yes. But for us, it's like the 50th time this season. Uh-huh. And there's an element of that that's like, we are definitely just like putting on a face of just yeah, like. It's like, it never made any wedding less magical. No, they were all, there was always a so moment many. where you're just like, oh, this is so sweet. This is the this best. This like covenant that's being made is so sweet. Yeah, this cheap um, food is so good. This cheese tray is these rocking my world. These are so bad. Um, okay. But I did feel it. Anyway. Any, any so. other movie lines? Um, I can think of one. I mean, I can think of things I quote, but that's what? like a, that's like a, it's like in me. 
there's more of a visceral there's connection. a very visceral connection okay. to that line of like i'm i'm heading into something and once i start it there's no turning back here we like go. bedtime with kids <laughs> i don't know it kind of depends what it is just this feeling of like i'm kind of anxious about it but i know once i start okay what are some of your trajectory where i are, can't turn back <laughs> what are some of your more quoted ones um i have one I that i can think of i wasn't prepared for this but yeah this is on off the cuff babe uh, i don't know what do you you would might know what i say so more. one that lives <laughs> rent free in my head is so dumb but it's from dumb and dumber and he goes oh big gulps well see oh. you later <laughs> well see you later i say that but only because you say that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the perfect like i don't really want to have a conversation but i'm gonna just like acknowledge that oh big gulps <laughs> big well, gulps hey See you later. Yeah. That one, um, <laughs> there's a scene, and this isn't even a movie I've seen a, a lot, but there's a scene in Horrible Bosses oh, where they yes. are breaking. Which is not even like a, I didn't love the movie. Yeah, it's not like iconic. It's kind of like or, uh, abrasive. Yeah. And it, it's like definitely comedy in the last decade is super over sexualized. Yeah. Like people can't just be fun. Like there's no Tommy boy just being funny. Yeah. Or black sheep or whatever without it having like sexual crude humor. So horrible boss is kind of like. It's a little bit of both. Like 15 years ago would have been hysterical because they would have like, but you know, there's a lot of sexual humor, but there's a scene where they're breaking into someone's house. I don't know if it's it's like the boyfriends or it's one of the bad guys that they want to like the the premises they want to spoiler alert. They want to kill their bosses. All three of these guys hate your bosses and it's Charlie day. And they're in this like, Charlie Day and Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman and it doesn't matter. He's not in the scene. Okay. It's just the two of them in the living and room. And in the scene, he knocks over like a cup of cocaine and it like Dust. splashes in his face. Yeah. So they're and like, <laughs> they're like kind of freaking Charlie Day is freaking out. Jason Bateman's like, what is happening? And he's like, I'm going to do some. Qu-. He goes, I'm going to do some push ups. And then the other guy's like, I'm going to go take a quick dump. <laughs> and and like, and we, do, <laughs> we do say that a lot. Uh, so yeah, that one yeah. was right. I definitely in my quote head. because it's my favorite movie, Date Night. Oh yeah, <laughs> I definitely probably quote that a lot. You know, I'm not out of shape. I'm just scared. <laughs> that one, that's the one that I thought of for you. <laughs> yeah. So those are those are some of them. I feel like that could be a good Mount Rushmore, like movie quotes that are like mm-hmm. daily in your life. So there's a few daily. I have to keep track. Or like you know, no, I bet there are often. daily ones though. Um. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, you were saying you don't want people to miss the collection. I don't. Yeah. So Stuff's, we're still on the sponsorship. Wow. It's an eight minute sponsorship. <laughs> collection comes out March 9th. Mark it in your calendar. Honestly, the best way you can support the podcast is shopping yes. a collection, buying one t-shirt. If you're an avid listener, consider it a, I don't know, just buy a t-shirt. That'd be yeah. amazing. To and wear and to enjoy. Wear, to wear and enjoy. And they will last amazing. a long time. Yes. I'm wearing... There's one that I have specifically. Well, there's a hoodie that I have specifically that um, I've had for, I think, 10 years now. Mm-hmm. I which believe is that. awesome. Yeah. And then I had a friend message me. Oh, the lion is coming back. Because a friend messaged mm, me and was right. like, I want to vote. Because we did a vote. And he was like, I want to vote for the lion a thousand times because <laughs> mine is like 10 years old. And mm-hmm. I, I think I'm ready for a new one. Yeah. You know, because eventually like, you know any shirt is going to get the over a long the time. armpit stains or whatever. And yeah. so, um, but yeah, we're super stoked for it. It's like, I feel like it's our, sh- it's one of our strongest ones recently. Cause I feel like what we're learning about ourselves and the ability that we're developing is like the ability to be brutal. Mm. And so it's like when I have it all end. mapped out on my computer, yeah, there used to be a season like, you know, when you're young and trying to figure these things out and, and do this where you're like, everything looks good. I don't know. That Everything's going to sell amazing. I We're that. incredible human beings. No one can stop us. And then you're like, oh, I should have probably realized that that one wasn't going to sell that bright yellow shirt mm-hmm. with a big middle finger on it. <laughs> this wasn't going to sell to the Christians. So, well, now we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we're, we're developing the ability to like be a little bit more brutal. And honestly, like before, like I'll just say that that is such like a great brutal in, in not in like harshness or words or, mm-hmm. but like almost like brutal and like, this is where the flag is. I'm going to like stake my flag in the ground. It's such like an underrated, um, 
ability to have in culture. Like yeah. so many people are just like, I don't know, like, let's just, you know, whatever. And it's like, right. you know, and it sort of goes along with like the life changing habit of deciding once, but like having this sort of like, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be pretty brutal about the state of my life or the state of my yeah, eating habits that, or the state yeah. of my relationship with the, with the Lord. Brutal, but I, I know, but like super honest or super realistic blunt. blunt I think blunt is a lot better. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be brutal really with my word choice and say, I'm wow. going to be brutal okay. with the decisions I've made in my life. If you can be murderous, <laughs> <laughs> go for it. No. Um, and so that's become super beneficial. And I think the collection is going to shine because of it. So March mm -hmm. 9th. Very cool. Brooke, how was your week? My week was good. What did we do? We recorded last Thursday. And here the I last am. thing you remember? It's the last thing I remember. Mm. Um, there's some, no, I went, okay. So hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We, <laughs> it's almost Friday, like we do this every week and it feels like maybe, <laughs> um, maybe some brutal conversations need to happen about your preparation. <laughs> um, I'm not going to shame you into that, right. but I'm just You're going gonna to guilt me for sure. <laughs> um, no, I went to the beach on Friday with the big girls, which was really fun. We yeah, went to a beach we've never been to homeschool stuff. And then Saturday we went as a family and that was also super fun because we just like hadn't been in a while because mm -hmm. of the rain and the weather and just stuff. Um, so I feel like it was a really good weekend. Like I really enjoyed yeah. the pace and just like all of it. And there the wasn't weekend. any football. So we just like did house projects on Sunday and yeah. I framed some paintings and we just did like little, like little things that like those little things that at least I think about pretty frequently. And right. then it's like, but it's not like a make or break thing. Like if no. it never happened, it'd be okay. Yeah. But also I think about it constantly. So maybe yeah. let's make it happen. Um, and then this week has been sort of like, again, we're still in this like deep, almost philosophical conversation about the walk and love brand. Mm -hmm. Like that has been basically since the new year, like, mm -hmm. and it has, and again, this is like something that I've been learning this year of like, I think a lot of us in our mindset have this sort of like, let's just get something done and I can have that mindset or like, let's just do this because it's quick and easy or like, mm -hmm. let's just decide and then that'll be the decision forever. Like there's a lot of different ways that it manifests itself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what we are doing this year better than we've ever done in our careers. Yeah. Um, which is crazy for me to think of like walk and love as a career. Like that's a whole side thing. Like, oh, you know, I've never thought about that. Like it is, it's our career. Huh? You, know? <laughs> you know, and yeah, like the yeah, average, I think the average person now stays at a, a job or a place of work for like seven years, mm -hmm. five to seven years. I think it's real short mm -hmm. uh, before they move on to the next thing. And so mm. for us to be doing this for over 15 years yeah, is like we we've kind of gone through some of those phases of like, okay, like, and again, like we're probably coming up on our second set of seven years. Yeah. And so it feels like there's these elements of like, okay we've said it and forgot it for a long time. Yeah. Is that the best way forward? Is that the best thing to do? And yeah. so we're having these like conversations about that all positive, like not like they're all positive. And, and I think there's like, there's some there, of them are blunt. Some of them are blunt. Some of them are brutal, but they're all like moving us forward to like, not just thinking about like the next collection, which is important. Like that's very super valuable, but also yeah. like, what is the, what, what does it look like five years from now and 10 yeah. years from now? Like yeah. if this is like, this is our career, like what are those steps we're taking to sort of like have vision for that, but also like make what we're doing now the best it can be. Yeah. And so those are like complicated questions to have conversations to have. And so it's just been really good. And I feel like it's given us a lot of clarity for what we want to do and yeah. like, we're like basically rebranding this year, mm -hmm. um, but we're not rebranding this week. Right. We're, and that's been super helpful for us to just be like, this is a year of rebrand because yeah. we want to explore, like we don't want to. Yeah. And I, I, I feel, uh, 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 I'm stuck. Um, I feel the need to clarify now, not, not out of like misunderstanding, right. but just like re I, I actually feel like the rebrand is a, it's a catching up to what we've sort of already been doing and talking a thousand about, percent, yeah. but we were never like representing that. Well, I yeah. don't feel like 
it's a not representing in, it well in terms of like everything's going to change. We're not going to do the things we do. No, 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 no. Because no. like it's everything we're doing is sticking around. It's, it's just, just like we're a, like repackaging, but it feels like a rebrand to us because it's like you know you go to our website <laughs> right now. It's a picture of our family. Daisy doesn't exist. Sunny's a baby. Yeah, like there's just oh, elements so of like yes, where it's just like updated. we have not updated that kind of stuff in a long time. We've wanted to. We mm-hmm. have vision to. Yep. And so this year feels like it's finally the year where we're like. Hey, let's like have those. It's going to happen. But, but I feel like if it happened two years ago, we would still be having those conversations again today because I think what we're realizing is that like, we are, we have a little more wisdom as we've aged Mm -hmm. and I feel like we have a better perspective of what we're trying to do. Yeah. Our like holy discontent. And it's not just a matter of like, let's just sell more t-shirts. It's like, let's have purpose behind the things that we are passionate about. Mm Mm-hmm. And let's make that walk in love. Yeah. But also that's always kind of been walk in love. Mm-hmm. We've just never had like the language internally to make it, you know. So it's been a really engaging, exciting business two months. Yeah. Month and a half. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the brand and I think everything that we do is going to be better for it. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And so while I'm on that subject... In the show notes today is like a link to sign up for our email list mm. because we are, that's one of the things we're reorganizing yeah. our email. You know, we've had an email list for a deck over a decade. Long enough to be on a legacy plan <laughs> yeah. with the people we yeah. have our, our we, mail through. We use MailChimp. And so I was like trying to figure something out yesterday and I'm chatting with the guy Yeah, and he's like, oh, well, that you're on a legacy plan. We've totally changed the way we do pricing. Right. And I was like, you just oh. have this pricing because you're so old. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm an internet dinosaur. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, so, so we're redoing our mail list to like be more specific with the types of emails you get sent rather than just sending it, you know, which we've tried to do in the past, but, but again, we didn't have the clarity and the vision for what we're trying to do. And so yeah. that's all there uh, in the show notes. Even if you're already signed up, if you just go through the process, it will then update your contact in our yeah. email uh, program. But that's going to be great. Like we have categories like, you know, just if you want every email, we'll send you every all email. The emails. If you want collection, just like all Apparel, I all I just stuff. want to know is when a collection's live, yeah. or the days that it's open and it closes, we can just send you those emails. Yeah. Um, podcast emails, which I'm not totally sure what they'll look like. I don't even know what that like, is. It would just be like, podcast info. That'd be good. You know, like I feel like we'll pull our audience through the email. That's mm-hmm. a little bit easier than trying to do it through like Instagram. And, yeah. you know, so I feel like that you know, just to get a, like a pulse on what people want from the podcast or mm-hmm. what the topics, all that kind of stuff. Cause like we get messages about great topics that you guys have and it's like, Oh, we need to do that. And then it just gets lost in the sea of, you know, where does that cutting board come from links? <laughs> um, and then there's like, Brooke and I are going to start writing more. So mm-hmm. we're like sort of just like the random musings that we have ideas, et cetera. Um, Friday finds is in there. There's courses. Like if you want to hear about new courses, uh, and then, uh, like clean beauty and home products that's mm-hmm. in there. And so, yeah, it's just a way to like get the emails that you want and not have, and not get everybody the, get all the things. Yeah. You don't want all the things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just been super exciting. I feel like that's been almost the story of the month. Yeah. Um, that was like all those conversations were all week long Yeah. on top of like, Homeschool stuff, getting ready for guests, getting ready for Valentine's Day. Yeah, my sister. June's birthday's this weekend. Yeah. Had a chiropractic appointment. It's just like normal stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. What's, what'd you do? I went and got cracked. I went and got cracked. Okay. That's June's um, uh, Yulia stood on my back. That's right. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> just a, just a, like a no- totally, normal, totally week. normal week. <laughs> if you don't know who Yulia is, she's the Ukrainian masseuse that we use on mm-hmm. island. And I can't remember that. Someone's got to cut like... Let us know what episode it is, but there's an episode where I tell the first story about Yulia that people love. Yeah. I need to figure out what episode that is. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Because I thought I was going in for like a therapeutic massage and she assaulted me with her <laughs> elbows. It's amazing. Yeah. But the look, I wish I had a camera from down beneath, from the, down table. beneath the table to see the look on my face. Yeah. As Yulia slips off her flip flops and starts standing on my legs and I'm just like, gonna black out. <laughs> um yeah so and then my sister's coming which is super fun so mm-hmm. she's got five kids her and her husband are coming they arrived today in about an hour so we got to get moving yeah um and uh they'll be here for 10 days so that's always just like fun exciting chaotic 
in yeah. the best way. Right. Um, something that I feel like I've been thinking about, um, it, which is like, you know, this is where, this is where I live. This is the Venn diagram that I live in. Okay. Encouragement. All the time or right now? Almost all the time. Okay. Encouragement. Yeah. Challenge. Well, like it's yeah, literally you. That's, that's about the, that's sort of all, always what I'm thinking of in yeah. terms of like, especially like with content and like, I want people to be encouraged and I want them to be challenged. I want yeah. both. And like when I, like people who you I, want your, your encouragement to be challenging and not just like, Oh, you're so great. Yeah. You're so great. Just yeah. stay exactly how you are and never right. change. Like right, that, right, that's right. just like, I, I just don't feel like that's an accurate description of life. And I don't mm-hmm. feel like that's what Jesus calls us to do or right. all the fathers of the faith. No one's just like, yeah, just stay how you are. You're great. <laughs> Keep crushing it. Um, and so actually before I get into this, that's what I think about crushing it. Queso. <laughs> nice. That's where I'm, that's, that's where I, that's diagram. my Venn diagram. Okay, cool. Crushing the queso. Um, also that, so that's where they overlap. Uh, Sunny learned how to ride her bike this week, oh, which yeah. was like a huge deal. She, she had, uh, we bought these new bikes for him. The goal this quarter was like, we got to teach both our kids to learn how to ride a bike. Yeah. Um, and June picked it up almost like in a week, which was awesome. And well, then, Sunny picked up the balance. The balance She's been part. riding the bike without pedals. But the pedaling was... Actually, sooner than Junie was. But the pedaling was hard <laughs> for her. And then finally, yesterday, Brooke's like, let's just try the pedals again. And so we went through it again, and she got it. Finally, it just clicked. Yeah. And so she's doing circles, and I'm just out there walking Daisy back and forth as she like circles the street. And and uh, she's like... At one, you know, she's just glowing. It's like, she's like so proud of herself. There's just there's moments in parenting where you're like, this is the good stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the, the core extra good stuff. memory yeah. that like I will carry until the day I die. Yeah, you know, like, and that's just like there's so powerful. And so she's she's <laughs> she's riding around and she's like, I could do this all day and all night. And then she just speeds off, and I was like, oh, so sweet. Mm-hmm. And then. June said something similar. Similar, yeah. Like, like the day after June learned, the very first thing she did the next morning was like... She woke and, up, got dressed, ate a snack, and was outside before yeah. I could ask her about breakfast. Yeah. And uh, June is like our PJs all day kid. So mm-hmm. that was like, whoa. It's the uh, fastest she's ever put yeah. clothes on in her life. And uh, so then we're, I'm like, all right, Sunny, we got to go in. Like it was getting late and mm-hmm. we're pulling, we're walking up the driveway <laughs> and like with almost like a please type of attitude. Yeah. She was like, I'll never ride a scooter again. <laughs> it's just so like, scooters throw, are trash. throw away these trash scooters that we have because I'm a bike girl. <laughs> it was just like the two side, like that's a sunny Venn diagram. Oh, yes. It's like this, like she can be as sweet as they come, mm-hmm. like tender hearted, huh? like almost glowing human being. Yes. And then it's like, Spicy. Here's some spicy feelings. Sugar and spice right there. That's her. Um, so that was awesome this week. Okay. So what I was saying is before is like challenging, encouraging. That's kind of where I like to live. And mm-hmm. lately I feel like I've been, I've been challenged. I, I finally have a physical challenge mm. that is long-term. Okay. Like normally my physical like fitness challenge is like, oh, I want to lose five pounds or I want to lose three pounds or like, you know, we kind of all have those of like, I'd like to feel better in my clothes or whatever. Like there's like the physical, like literally like, like let's get less squishy Mm -hmm. kind of ideas that we always have. And I think those are great, but I think sometimes they're hard to maintain over a long period of time. I mean, that's just, you know, I think the data and life just kind of backs that up. Mm -hmm. And so I've never had like a, so when I started doing CrossFit about a year ago, consistently, like we're come, we're about, we about hit a year. And it's the first time I feel like, oh man, I'm actually like getting stronger. Well, I do feel like you were at that peak actually. And then we all got bonkers sick. Yeah, that's true. And you were like, you were discouraged that yeah. like all that hard work felt like it went not away, but, but just it was like, like it dropped real fast and your energy along yeah. with it. And so, but you're back. I'm back. And I, and I, I don't know where I read this or maybe it was like an Instagram audio or something, but is the, the, the stat is if you can bench press your body weight. Okay. Back squat a time and a half your body weight. Holding a bar on your back, yep. squatting. Squatting. Okay. And deadlift, you know, picking a bar up from the floor and standing up straight. Yeah. Like when they grunt and then they drop yes. it. Yes. Two times your body weight. You are in the strongest 5% of humans on the planet. I don't know where that stat comes from, but it's, it feels like it adds up. Probably, like, yeah. If you had, if you, 
brought a hundred people randomly into one spot and you magically had all the weights they needed, mm-hmm. I bet you about 5% would be able to do it. Right. 95% wouldn't. Right. You know, cause, it, and so two weeks ago I did one mm-hmm. for the first time in my life. Yeah. I benched, bench pressed my body weight. I yeah. was kind of shocked by it. Uh-huh. Like, and then I realized, oh, this is like a really good goal. Yeah. Like this is something that is just out of reach. Mm-hmm. It will take time. It will take practice. It will take technique. It will take skill. It will take like little increments of steps. Yeah. And, and so like my encouragement slash challenge is like figure out what that fitness specific goal is for you, mm-hmm. because I think that could be so valuable because it's like because like yesterday we did back squats mm-hmm. and I was like, my, so I weigh 180 pounds. So I bench 185. Yeah. I would need to back squat 270 mm-hmm. and deadlift 360. The deadlift Ooh. feels the furthest off for me right now because like I'm not a strong deadlifter mm-hmm. just by default. So yesterday we're back squatting and I could feel myself pushing harder because we were going for like a... Because you knew what you were Because I knew. For. I'm like, okay, that 270 number. Yeah. Is, and so I got 255. So I'm 15 pounds away from getting two or three of them. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I just like feel invigorated by that. That's more so. the power of naming things. Yes. Because otherwise it's like, I don't know, I guess I'm just doing I just more do to CrossFit. do more. Yeah, I just or, do CrossFit or like, every, you know. You know. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. Naming that like, this is a thing, this is a thing, but then also this is a thing I want. And I think like, it doesn't like, obviously like, it's a, uh, the, you know, 95% of people can't do that. So right. I'm, I'm not saying that needs to be your goal. Correct. But what Correct. I'm saying is like, if your goal is like, I want to run for six minutes straight without walking, mm-hmm. or I want to walk for 10 minutes straight without stopping, mm-hmm. like set that goal in mind. I want to run a 5k. Like, ha- like I don't think, and I, and I think this is where we, we, we let, we fall, we let ourselves just fall short of what we're capable of. I, mm. I don't think we should ever not have a physical goal. Mm. Because I, I think like there's an element of like, and, and as you get older, and I was just reminded by this because of my grandparents is like, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. And that is That's so, true about uh, so many things in so many, so many things, areas, but especially about physical fitness yeah. and like your life gets so much harder. Yeah. The longer that you don't, Compa- it just compounds and compounds. And, and I, word, I heard but... this Instagram audio that was like, if someone speaking, he was like, you think working like you think working out of the gym takes a lot of time waiting at a hospital takes longer like mm-hmm. he was just kind of comparing these things of yeah. like you know you think uh running is hard you know try not being able to move like that yeah. kind of yeah. stuff and, and so i would just encourage and challenge everybody whatever it is it can be super small it can be like i'm gonna walk five minutes well there's the i was gonna say yeah. there's so much science i think we talked about yeah. this coming out and just being like brought to the surface literally about walking yeah about the all the value and like benefits of walking. Yeah, there's like which w- I'm like I think most of us can do that. Yeah. So you let's know, start there. And so like l- like maybe your goal is like I want to be able to walk for an hour straight. Mm-hmm. Like that like set it kind of high and yeah. out there and then tell the ones you love, tell yeah. the people that like I told people like it became a conversation at the gym because I had told our, our coach Paul I said, "Hey, I I bench my weight. Do you know the stat that's like the, and he he knew it right away." Yeah. And uh, and then we write it on the board and, and then People are jumping in and, and, and Mel's like, okay, well, I, I need to, I so she's do, doing the math on yeah, her numbers and, and because you've, it's been, it's being talked about. And so yeah. there was just like this really cool. And so again, like it can be anything, but I, I don't like, and once I hit that goal, mm-hmm. I, I need to make another one right. because I think the physicality, like we'll celebrate with we'll queso. celebrate it with queso. And then and it's then- like, what's next. And, and I just, again, it, it doesn't need to be big. It can be run a, run a mile or whatever. Like, you know, I want to yeah. be able to curl 25 pounds or whatever it can be like, but I just think, I don't think we should ever get to an age or a state of life where we're start, where we stop setting physical goals, because I yeah. think that's the beginning of losing the, it, of losing it. And, and you don't <laughs> want to lose it? it. Yeah. I don't want to lose it. So <laughs> that's just like my random sort of like, I've been thinking like, that'll be an email musing that I send. Mm, nice. Great you example. Wanna, Great you want to subscribe. 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 Smash the subscribe. Smash the subscribe. Well, I guess you'll go to the Show right. notes. First, you'll message us. Hey, I don't know how to get the show notes. I'll send you a screenshot of where they are. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Okay. Real question. What time do we need to leave for the airport? 12. Okay. 12.15. We also need to vacuum out the van before that happens. 12.15. 12.15. They, gotta, they, they land at 12.30. They land at 12.30. Sorry, y'all. You're along for this. They, you're along for this ride. Uh, they have checked bags. 
okay. Maui isn't the most efficient airport in terms of like getting people to what? the gate. No. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into it. Yes. Guilt and shame. Okay. It It's almost like the Lord knew we needed to just do fear last week because guilt and shame goes so well so they together. Go to better together better than together. the other and two. There's, so I'm going to skip the shame chapter for a second and read okay. a chapter in guilt or okay. a, a sentence in guilt. Um, <clears throat> shame is the feeling that recognizes our limitations and our capability to do harm. Guilt is what we feel when we actually do something wrong. Mm, I gotta sneeze. <coughs> God bless you. <coughs> God bless you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to read that one more time. Shame is the feeling that recognizes our limitations and our capability to do harm. Guilt is what we feel when we actually do something wrong. So I it's they go together. Yeah. They're they're kind of they're in the Venn diagram together. <laughs> I mean, all these are in the Venn diagram. That's true. Of our hearts. Of our hearts. Diagram of our hearts. Um, yes, that is spot on. And so jumping right into it, um, a phrase I have heard before, zoop, jumped in. <laughs> Um, here we go. Also, and if you're watching on YouTube, there is a uh, quite a little treat. Can you see it? The lights? Nope. Oh, sorry. Oh, Brooke well, just broke it. I just broke the frame. So we'll just set it here. Sorry. TJ's uh, senior photo has been on display in a frame for most of this episode. Um, I've heard it said before when we're just talking about like, what's the difference between guilt and shame? Like real basic. Um, and shame said, no, guilt says I did something bad. Yeah. And shame says I am bad. Well, okay. So here we go. Impaired shame. Okay. Yes. And so that's where it's interesting because like, while I understand what's being differentiated in that super simplified statement, um, it's usually said in a conversation or in a way that's like, don't, I don't know. It, it can feel very like, um, you've done neither of these things. Let's just clarify for definition's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, I'm trying to uh, say that it's like, oh, okay, so I didn't do anything bad and yeah. I'm not bad. Okay, yeah. thanks. My and I'm like, okay, in some in some situations, <laughs> sure, but hold on, let's have a conversation yeah. over here about yeah. like our actual sin nature and who we are without Christ, and mm-hmm. also like when we actually do do something bad and like oh, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know I, what I'm trying to say. I found it very hard to read the shame chapter without like you know he he talks about the word shame yeah in a positive light well he talks about all these exactly i haven't had a hard time with some of them feeling positive years ago i would have had a hard time with all of them being positive yeah but as we step on the road less traveled of full heart living Mm. we see the positive of all eight feelings yeah Shame was the one that I struggled with the most as I was reading it because I to to frame it as positive. Because I feel like culturally, there's nothing positive about shame. Culturally, culturally, yes, like the way we've been raised, the way we've grown up, the things that we know. And and again, so I'm going to go back to the very beginning of the book. I'm going to read this. I try to read this before every episode. We have one more after this on the book. Okay. Hurt leads to healing. Hurt leads to healing. (laughs) <laughs> so this is my senior Hormones photo. Hormones lead to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a growing boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, loneliness moves us to intimacy. Phrases <laughs> we never thought, I never thought you'd say on the podcast. I'm just a growing boy. <laughs> Hurt leads to healing. Loneliness moves us to intimacy. Sadness expresses value and honor. Anger hungers for life. Fear awakens us to danger and begins wisdom. Shame maintains humility and mercy. Guilt mm-hmm. brings forgiveness. And yeah. so... He does go back and forth quite a bit on shame and humility. And once I once I was able to like, again, this is, I think this is the third time I've read this book. And every time I read it, I feel like it's more layers of the onion being mm-hmm. like pulled back. More layers of the blooming onion to be dipped in that nice sauce. Oh, um, <laughs> stop. Those things are so good. So, good. so greasy. So wonderful. Yeah. Um, and... This time I was just really realizing that like I have a very unhealthy view of the idea of shame. Yeah. Because I'm not linking it to the idea the idea of humility. Yeah. They are separate to me. Right. And so as I was reading, I felt this very much like a challenge of like, 
I need to understand and call out and differ, differentiate mm-hmm. the, between good shame, which leads to humility, and toxic shame, which leads to like, I'm worthless. I have no value. Yeah. I'm nothing. Right. And I and and to me in my brain at this point in life, they're the same. Mm. Like there's no like there's no good shame. There's no right. humility. Is like something for we're, it's a separate thing. It's attached it's not to something else. And that's what's so cool about every chapter in here because we talked about it last week when we were like, how interesting that rage is in the fear chapter, not in the anger chapter. Because he always, you know, there's always the main title and emotion that's being talked about. But then there's like subsections of like other words that connect or are often replaced. You know, like in the fear one, we talked a lot about anxiety and how that's like, that's impaired fear showing up. And so it it is- That's not fear leading to wisdom. Right. And so, yeah, that shame, the next- subtitle in the shame chapter is humility yeah and one thing i have like highlighted and i actually have it starred uh shame does not humiliate it helps create humility within us Mm. humility grows out of a profound recognition for our limitations and our capacity we possess in our giftedness and so this element of like and again it was like a challenge for me yeah because i was reading this last night and i was just like this is a challenge for me to feel that shame and humility and giftedness are all connected. Yeah. Because I've never felt that in my life. Anytime I'm ashamed, because he, he goes into impaired shame. Um, and and this is again something that's super highlighted. In healthy shame, we say I'm limited, which leads us to ask for help. In toxic shame, I am limited becomes I am a mistake. Mm-hmm. This poisons the truth of our hearts and forces us to go it alone. Right. And to say I am limited is also if that is also an expression of my giftedness Mm. gives me chills Mm -hmm. that like our limits are are, everyone has limits yeah we all do i actually saw a documentary about a guy who was limitless well that's true yeah i did see that as well i took this nice little limitless pill that are yeah can't find them anywhere government's stockpiling them right um that was a good documentary i saw that too (laughs) That's, that's it's, one the of, TJ joke. it's one of the dumbest jokes that we do. Oh, it's the dumbest. But it's one. It, it, it's in the top ten dumbest. <laughs> but I mean, like, I actually saw a documentary saw a about documentary that. About These this. toys came to life, and were, just believing that everything you watch there is a documentary. Angels helping the Minor angels. League. <laughs> oh, major leagues. Major leagues. In, in the outfield. Sorry. Have you ever seen that documentary? <laughs> um. Anyway. So I, I just yes, like the limits are connected so, to our giftedness. Yeah. So if I say I'm limited in some capacity mm-hmm. the flip side of that coin is that i'm gifted in some capacity yes and so it's just like honestly it was as we've read through this there hasn't been much of like M- total mind blowing yeah because, because you have I, read I, i've read it twice before and it's the third time and that again just shows the power of like a good book that mm-hmm. you can reread and reread that becomes more of like a guidebook and less yeah. of just like a, oh i read that you know five stars or three stars or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt like, man, okay. So when I express limit that I'm limited and I say, okay, I'm not, um, I don't have the ability to do something because, you know, that there's another side of that coin where I do have the ability to do something else. And so shame in, a, in addressing our limit, limitedness brings us closer to people. Yeah. And again, <clears throat> what a powerful thing that we have twisted that that we've twisted culture yeah. has twisted the devil has twisted yeah. into boxing up that room of our heart mm-hmm. and never letting it see the light of day yeah. never being able to go to someone and in in like a work environment i think we have a the more ability there's an element of like oh we need to collaborate because like i can shoot video but i can't edit it like yeah, there's yeah, some yeah, of that yeah. <laughs> but like just in like a rhythmic full heart living yeah we definitely board that door up and Mm. say and don't come to the people in our lives and say hey i'm feeling very limited in this i actually don't have this ability yeah and and again i've talked about that jordan peterson clip where he talks about like you just admitting that you have a problem is the first step into solving that problem it's like such a powerful step so so acknowledging the limit acknowledging your shame the limit yeah your Mm -hmm. healthy shame yeah and naming that limit is the first step in finding someone to help you, yeah. in asking God for help, in p- 
pursuing full heart living because like, <clears throat> it's not like, Oh, once I, once I name that I'm limited in this, then I, then I'm cured of it. And now I have some, like you might be limited in something your whole life. Yeah. And you might need to live with that healthy shame your whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to say at the beginning is that like this stripped down example version, I've heard many people say it's, we're not quite comparing apples to apples. They're saying guilt says I did something bad. That's still a true statement. But then what we're actually comparing in that is saying guilt says I did something bad. Toxic shame says I am bad. We're yeah. skipping the like yeah. other better, less impaired version of shame. Cause I mean, if I was to just read a section of this, you could read I would any read section. The, well, I, could. Yeah. I would read the entire toxic shame yep. section because holy moly, do I see myself? Do I see others? Do I see culture? I mean, and I'm not even a mega fan of the word toxic. I feel like that gets thrown around all the time now. And yeah. it's like, okay, like, hold on, you yeah. know, but it's accurate in this sense. Um, just talking about, yeah, I could literally read the whole thing because I have highlighted <clears throat> from the first time I read through um, in the toxic shame section. Before, can, can I do one thing before sure, sure, you, sure. you get to that? Because I, I, I do want to talk about the toxic shame but I feel like what he spends most of the time in the first part of the chapter is talking about what healthy shame looks like. Yeah. And so I feel like we all have a pretty good idea and I'm, I'm going to let you read it because I have almost it all highlighted too. But this is the point of living with healthy shame. Yeah. This, is, this is where he gets to, I think, the root of it. Living with healthy shame. Actually, I'm going to read quite a bit. <laughs> here we go. You're, you're here for the ride. We got to pick up from the airport soon. In delight, we find joy. In humility, we are grateful and merciful. And so if, if healthy shame is creating humility within us, mm-hmm. we then become grateful people yeah. who are merciful to others. Yes. Because we realize... Subscribe. I would like to be that. Because we realize <laughs> in our limitedness, like in my limitedness, I need you to be merciful to me. Mm-hmm. As, as my wife, I want a merciful person. Yeah. But I can only know that because I know that I need to be merciful to you. Yeah. Like... And so shame, healthy shame helps us get there. So being able to ignore our desire to serve can be tremendously painful until we let ourselves pursue that desire. We feel emotional and spiritual pain, yet in the pursuit of that desire, we are willing to go through great pain in order to have our desires filled, fulfilled. Living with healthy shame, this is the part that I really highlighted. Living with healthy shame is living with your appropriate authority. It is living how God has made you, specifically using your gifts and talents in maximum service to others while also recognizing the limitations of your gifts and seeking the giftedness of others and their appropriate authority. In Mm. doing so, you are involved in authentic pursuit of living fully, responding appropriately out of your spiritual and emotional gifts. These gifts can involve physical talents and or intellectual acumen. Acumen. Yeah, but they are submitted to the primary primacy of the heart's voice. And so it's like when we understand, when we let healthy shame acknowledge our limitations, it leads us to humility, which leads us to like the understanding of like, this is what I'm good at. This is what the Lord put me on this planet for. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm not. It allows us to almost stay in our lane a little bit. Yeah. But then when our lane coincides with someone else's lane, Mm -hmm. we now have the ability to be like, yeah, I need you to come along here. I need you. And that's why I think like people will say like there's a toxic work environment because they, everyone, no one is willing to say, I actually need you here. Mm -hmm. Like I need your help. Right. It's, it's more just like, can you do that? Or can't like, there's not, there's not this like acknowledgement of other people's giftedness. I think in great work environments, that's exactly what you have. Yeah. People are acknowledging how gifted everyone is to add to the full team. Um, and so, yeah, it was just like, it's just powerful. And I felt, you know, Brooke was at a Bible study last night. I'm reading this in bed. And I just like, I don't know. The Lord was just like mm. revealing to me that like, this is healthy in, and this needs to be learned. And like my kids, especially, you know, especially when I think of my girls, like, they need to learn that they have giftedness, which that's going to come from me. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to learn that from. No, you meant their giftedness. No, 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 no. Was like no. Clearly, that's going to come. They're going to learn as a joke. that from <laughs> us and our ability to like call it out and like their giftedness comes from the Lord. But they're right. going 
they're going to acknowledge their giftedness by us acknowledging it. Like they're going to see it through us seeing it. Yeah. And so they're going to see their, and, and so like, I don't, as a dad, I can't gloss over their limitations. Mm. Like, and that's hard mm-hmm. because you want to, you mm-hmm. want to just do the highs of the day, not the lows of the day. Yeah. And so, but in acknowledging their limitations, I will produce a healthy, healthy shame in their hearts and their lives, which will lead to humility, which will then allow them to have healthy relationships to reach out to people in their limitedness. Right. And that I think was what I was going through last night, reading this on the bed. That's I'm just awesome. like, that's a heavy load as yeah. a parent. And, yeah. and, you know, being a parent is hard and, but like, you know, I don't want good eight-year-olds. I want good 38-year-olds, 40. Healthy, healthy yeah. full, yeah, that's what I mean. yeah. well-rounded, complete, all those yeah. things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think the reason that some of this toxic shame sticks out to me, I do feel like I do need to back up so that it has, um, what you call it? So that you know what perspective. I'm comparing. Perspective. Thank you. What I'm comparing it to. Perspective. So, um, shame is the feeling that first brings us into relationship with ourselves because it makes us conscious of our incompleteness. Even in our confidence and ability, shame helps us to see that we need others. Um, skipping down. Another gift of shame is that it keeps us from worshiping ourselves and our giftedness. I know you have it highlighted too. We recognize our gifts and we're grateful for them. We remember that we are more than our gifts and that we will never escape our natural inferiority. I'm not a king or queen. I'm royal, but fulfilled only as a servant. Here, shame tells us that we will always be people who are capable of harming others and failing. No matter how much we wish to be loving, good, kind, and talented, we will continue to fall short of pure desires. We will always need help. Um, yeah. And so thinking about that, of like, which ties in with everything you've said, and then I jump to what I've highlighted most in the toxic shame section. It says, um, rather, than lead, rather than lead us to acknowledge <clears throat> our neediness, Toxic shame entangles our hearts. I could stop right there. And I'm like, that is exactly what it feels like. That's so accurate. Tightly binding them up. Okay. Talking about all the house. Building the walls, yeah. And now we've got roots around the house because there's stuff growing. Yep. Leaving us unable to experience full life because we can't experience our natural place. Mm -hmm. Man, do I feel that. We believe we should hide who we are and center our lives on doing it. And then here's all the highlighted. I'm not even there yet, but it's like, I feel like you need all of it to understand. This toxic shame is really a rejection of the image of God we all carry in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Toxic shame denies our humanity as feeling, needing, desiring, longing, and hoping creatures. We reject our hearts through the belief that the way we are is, the way we are made is defective. But that first line, this toxic shame is really rejection of the image of God we carry in our hearts. Like I had never, before the first time I'd read this, I had never combined the two or thought about the two that like in being subconsciously, you know, being like just okay with living in toxic shame and just like not recognizing the patterns and replacing it with truth and like trying to get out of it and doing stuff like that, that that's what I was doing. Yeah. It's like this, you're, you're unable to experience a full life. And you're rejecting the image of God carried in our, in my heart, in, yeah. in our hearts. And I like, I, I don't even have much else to say about it other than that was just like, that was my like, whoosh, yeah. like I've never, I've never correlated the two. Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely think they're like, you know, I would say that you struggle more with feeling that toxic shame in your life way more than I do. Yeah. Because there are times where we have conversations where I'm just like, how do you not? How, like you're you're wonderful <laughs> like mm-hmm. how do you not know that right you know how but do i you, think for so long and, and and this this isn't a shameful statement i'm not like you should have known brooke right like because i didn't know and you yeah. don't know what you don't know yeah. and like that's not where i was at in my life and my journey and all the things but once i read this and it was taught we talked about it more and stuff i now can see it and name it and call it yeah. out um and not sit in it and live in it you know, that doesn't mean it doesn't resurface and it doesn't come yeah, back like when he in says, like these cyclical feeling patterns. But like when he says toxic shame denies our humanity as feeling, needing, desiring, longing, and hoping creatures. 
I feel like the, the struggle with you and your heart and your life is like, you don't want to be feeling, you don't want to be needing, no. you don't want to be desiring. And I almost want none of those except maybe hoping. That sounds And great. so you go into low power mode, which we've yeah. talked about a lot. And yeah. so there are things that we do now to get you out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the rhythmic living is, is a super big part of that. Um, understanding the season we're in is a super big part of that. But like there's like, it was like a Bianca hack where she like, she was like, what does Bianca want? Oh, and, yeah. And honestly, I feel like that's helped a lot. You know, like it, it's forced you to say, what does Brooke want? You know, you don't say, what does Bianca want? <laughs> I don't know. I should call her. <laughs> yeah. It's forced <clears throat> you to be a needing, desiring creature yes. to just stop. And you say, and, and we started teaching this to June. Who struggles, who's, who's way more like me in that. You know, what does June she wants want? To- without even consciously thinking about it. She's trying to please everybody. And mm-hmm. she's saying, well, my stuff's not any more important than anybody else's. Yeah. But it, but then it never is. And this isn't as out of selfishness. No. It's out of like, you know, this, this, it's out of a desire to kind of eliminate that toxic shame voice in your head. Yeah. That's saying you are, um, not, th- not that saying I'm limited, but that's saying I'm a mistake. Yeah. And I feel like that voice is louder in some people's heads than others. And so, I think that mm. that just like little life hack language of like what does so and so want yeah can be very valuable in such a quick way of like yeah it's because it, exa- it's not it, even just like it's not that I even necessarily get what I want then no it's just an acknowledgement of I actually I do want something desires, I have a need yep. I actually do have an opinion yep. or or whatever and just yep. acknowledging it yep <laughs> yeah and, and so yeah so if you feel like you know, toxic shame, like those who feel toxic shame are very hard on themselves. They're always trying to earn everything from love to grace. Mm. And so like, if that's you, maybe try that for, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, because I think what it does is it just, it instantly like kind of claps back mm-hmm. at the toxic shame voice that lives rent free in your head. Yeah. And, and, and to live a joy filled life, toxic shame can't live in your head rent free. Mm. It's got to pay, you know, and you've got to like, you know, evict it essentially. Yeah. Um, Replacing it with the healthy, with the God humility, shame. shame. Yes. Um, And so, which feels hard because even, even just the word shame. Oh, it's got so much connotation to it. Like, and that's where it really helped me. The part where he talks about humility, it was like very kind of like, okay, I'm redefining this word from what culture has taken it to make it. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm putting it back in the perspective of what God has created it in my heart. Yeah. And that was like very kind of yeah. refreshing Which to like, me. Um, speaking to you, like reader, if, or not reader, I guess you could be reading this. I don't know. Do you watch it and only do the subtitles? Gosh, that would be hard. Anyway, um, <laughs> listener, if you're like, holy moly, clencher. this is me. Like this sounds exactly like me. First of all, get this book if you don't have this book. But then there's also an excellent, excellent book called The Soul of Shame, which we can link because I don't know who wrote it. I cannot remember his name. But it's like a deep dive into this and to what culture is, has said about it and, you know, what it physiologically does to our bodies. And you might be able to recognize some things or patterns or ways in you when you read something like that. And you're like, oh, it me. Yeah. And so... (laughs) We don't have a lot of time for guilt, but I do want to get into it because I think they're connected. And so again, like what I read first was like, shame is the feeling that recognizes our limitations and our capability to do harm. Guilt is what we feel when we actually do something wrong. Mm -hmm. And so guilt is good. Guilt brings freedom. That's the first two lines of the chapter. Guilt is all about forgiveness if we want freedom. And, And so this whole chapter was just like, whatever that conviction that you have that the Lord has put in your heart, you need to go and ask for forgiveness of it. Mm. Like, even if you know the person won't forgive you. Oh, and it's underlined. Whenever we genuinely seek forgiveness, we are free. Yeah. Whether the others forgive us or not. And I feel like what guilt does and what mm. conviction does is so powerful. Like it, it, it just wrecks you. And it, it, and it's, you know, it's when you see people come to the Lord and they're just weeping mm-hmm. because they're feeling the weight of the guilt of their sin. Yeah. And so like, let guilt wreck you. Mm. Like, ju- like, let it, let it do its job and don't justify it. Cause he goes into this whole thing about how, when we justify our guilt, um, we with like are the forgiveness. Stuff? Yeah. Without, yeah. you know, we are basically making ourselves God, mm. you know? And so don't do that. Like guilt is our most oppression, most 
is our most precious emotion and spiritual gift from God. Mm. Accompanied by healthy shame, guilt propels us to transparently turn ourselves over to the care of others and ultimately God in order, in order to find forgiveness and freedom. Um, you need to go to the people you have harmed and ask for forgiveness. And there have been yeah. two, I'm going to tell a super embarrassing story, but I just feel like this is the time and place for it. I'm not going to get into like the details of it, but Mm-mm. there was a time where I embarrassed an employee so harshly in front of others. Yeah. And I thought about it for three years. At least. And and eventually I, I text her mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I don't know if you remember this, but yeah. like, I need your forgiveness because I, yeah. I need to ask for your forgiveness. I don't need it. I don't deserve it, but right. I need to ask for it because the guilt haunted me. Mm-hmm. Like when I thought about that moment, I just felt horrible. Yeah. And all of us, ha- and then there was another moment with another employee where I like, I needed it. Like, I, you know, again, I wasn't a great boss early on. I was young and dumb and like, didn't have any healthy shame and thought I knew everything. And, you know, there's just so much there, but every employee that I've wronged, I've gone back and asked for forgiveness. Mm. Um, and it's just something that has brought an incredible amount of freedom. And do those people still say nice things about me? I don't know. Like, but that's, Mm. that's not the point. The point is that like what I did was wrong and I had guilt over it. I had conviction because the Holy spirit convicts Mm -hmm. and I needed to ask for forgiveness. And so like, I think that there are elements of all of our hearts that have stuff like that mm-hmm. if you're and if you've been holding on to it for years or decades or whatever like you need to ask for forgiveness and yeah. it, and if you can't communicate with the person or they're no longer here or whatever like you need to talk to God about it you need to like just you know hands up in the air confess um because that that guilt leads us to freedom because mm-hmm. in fr- forgiveness there is just a deep well of freedom and so pursue it like like that that that's all i like as i was reading this chapter i was like yeah man we have made ourselves into gods because we justify everything oh i just looked at one bad website that's okay like it's fine like mm-hmm. oh i just talked behind someone's back that's okay it's fine like oh well you know you don't know what they did like we mm-hmm. have all these phrases yes. where we're trying to justify ourselves by making ourselves god and we are not god we need him for forgiveness and i think guilt leads us down that path yeah Oh yeah. Yeah. It says we don't create ourselves. We are created. We don't forgive ourselves. We are forgiven. We are not God. We need God and the help of others. And so like I was saying with the other chapters, like there's always like two other subtitle sections of like Mm -hmm. words we confuse it as or what it looks like as impaired. And so in the guilt one is blame. Yep. And then he gets into pride. Yep. Um, and so yeah, this like, would you rather be forgiven or justified? Like check mm. yourself before you wreck yourself kind of a so thing. So good. That question like, is so powerful. The questions to ask yourself, if you're like, I don't know where, where yeah. I'm at here is like, am I willing to feel guilt? Am I willing to listen to my heart and lay claim to my harmful intents and actions? And I, am I able to go to another in God and expose those intentions? And, and, and if you're not, you're not concerned with forgiveness as much as you're concerned with justification or explanation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, Woo. yeah, the, the road, <laughs> Guilt starts a road to freedom yes. that we all need to take. And yeah. so, and, the, and, and because we're, you know, to use my friend, Dr. Josh's statement, be, because our kids are becoming who we are, mm-hmm. they need to be modeled forgiveness yes. and they need to be modeled guilt and they yeah. need to see that in action. And so there are times God-given as guilt. a parent <laughs> where you are where you have done something wrong to your children. Mm. That is going to happen to all of us. Yeah. None of us are perfect parents. We have all done things that are not like that are, that we're guilty of mm-hmm. to our kids. And yeah. so there is such an immense, powerful recognition and ex- and display of forgiveness when we go to our kids and say, hey, I should not have screamed at you like I mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Will you forgive me? Mm. They will learn more about forgiveness through that than they're like, hey, Tell your sister you're sorry. Okay, now you say you forgive her. Like, like yes. th- there is elements of that that like we all we do that we you do that teach and, it and yeah those things. But like, but when they see you through healthy shame, humble yourselves before them and ask for forgiveness. I think you are making a lifelong impact on their heart on what these feelings should look like mm. in healthy ways. Yes. And so if, if 
if, if as I'm talking about guilt and you're like, oh, it's my kids that I need to ask for forgiveness from, do it today. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even have this highlighted, but you talking about kids, like, you know, if we don't seek forgiveness, then we are on some level trying to make ourselves okay or others okay with, with our harming them or being harmed by them. This excuse making keeps us away from our hearts and therefore blocks intimacy, jumping down. In turn, we offer such explanations to our children. They will then pass them yeah. on to theirs. Yeah. And the end result is that no one finds the intimacy they are seeking because no one tells the truth about the state of their hearts. She's Louise. Yeah. So, yeah, guilt. Uh, again, the, the phrase to me is like, shame leads to humility. Healthy yeah. shame leads to humility and guilt brings freedom. Mm. And I know that we all want more humility and we, we all need more humility because we have become such a narcissistic society <laughs> and we all want more freedom and yeah. you can't get to freedom without freedom. some healthy shame and some guilt mm. in the best way possible. Yeah. So call those people you need to ask for forgiveness from today. Oof. And let us know how it went. Well, big gulp, say. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Um, we'll see, we'll see you, you next week. We'll see you next week. We will. Okay. okay I, I love, love you. Bye. bye.